On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to have SEO expert Joshua George on the podcast to talk all things e-commerce SEO. We talked about the five biggest mistakes that e-com sites in general make, and Joshua's saying uh, it's up to 95% of sites that he see makes these same five mistakes. Guys, you are not going to want to miss this one. If you are a mid-seven-figure brand and above, listen up. Are you struggling with ads this year? Uh, how about growth in general? What about profitability? Supply chain issues got you down? You are not alone. As a brand owner myself, I totally get this. iOS 14 has ravaged many smaller brands. The good news? Our clients at Upgrowth and the brands that we own have not been touched. Don't get me wrong. We had to fight to figure out how to advertise effectively in a post-surveillance ad world, but we learned some incredible lessons along the way, and we want to share some of those lessons with you. So go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow to apply for a free growth plan today so we can show you what is working in a post iOS 14.5 world. Again, that is www.upgrowthcommerce.com grow. Now, on to today's episode. Hey guys, if you're looking to scale your e-commerce brand, you need tips and strategies from people who have actually done it. Stop reading those newsletters written by marketers who have only ever spent founders' hard-earned money and start reading from the perspective of seven and eight-figure founders. That's why we're launching the Secrets to Scaling newsletter to give you real, actionable advice from founders with firsthand experience. Get the latest strategies from ad campaigns, budgeting, wholesale, partnerships, and so much more. Sign up for our beta for free at secrets.upgrowthcommerce.com. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Uh, today, I am very excited to be talking all things SEO, search engine optimization, something we don't really talk a ton about on the podcast today, but I have a special guest, Joshua George, all the way from the UK, from ClickSlice. Joshua, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hey, Jordan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So for people who don't know anything about you, just tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Joshua George, as Jordan already said and introduced me. Um, so I run a prestigious SEO agency in London called ClickSize with a primary focus on helping e-commerce stores generate more traffic and revenue from their websites. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. And today we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, e-commerce SEO uh, in particular, right? And some of the pitfalls and the mistakes that you have seen uh, brands make. And I'm really looking forward to, to sort of tactically um, getting into that. I'd love to just hear a little bit about your experience uh, in here. How long have you been doing this for? And, um, and why, why should we listen to you? Yeah, so I've been doing SEO since, oh my gosh, 2016 now. So what's that, seven years? Um, and I actually originally got involved in SEO through kind of like e-commerce as well. Um, I actually used to run an eBay dropshipping business in 2015. Oh, Obviously, eBay one of the biggest e-com platforms out there, right? Um, yeah. And yeah, funny enough, we used to just dropship product, products from Amazon onto eBay. And as you probably already know, whenever you sell something on eBay, you have to pay what we call FVF, which is the final value fee. And it's typically 10% of what you sell the item for. So if you sell... Okay. I don't know, a, a steam mop, for example, £100, you have to pay eBay £10 for that for that sale, which is quite a lot of money. And we, we were spending about over thousands and thousands a month in fees. So I said, you know what, I'm going to make my own website. And this is back in 2015. And I was like, okay, yeah. 
I'll just do that. I'm going to pay no eBay fees. Made my website. It's nowhere to be found on page one. It's getting no traffic. So I'm getting no sell. So I started yeah. to do what pretty much anyone would do, like Google how to get on page one of Google, stumbled across SEO, researched it, pretty much fell in love with the whole process of, you know, learning the algorithm, figuring out what to do to get your website higher. And then pretty much from that day, I said, hey, I'm going to put the e-com side, you know, the e-com stuff to the side. I just focus on the SEO and offer it as a service. I actually really, really enjoy it. And I got really, really good at it. And yeah, I'll give you some more context why you should listen to us. Um, you know, we do SEO ourselves on our own agency site. And as you can imagine, trying to rank for like SEO terms is probably some of the most difficult terms to rank against because you're I imagine. competing against other SEO people who know SEO inside and out. And, you know, I rank number one for SEO Consultant London. Our agency site ranks like number two for SEO Agency London, SEO Expert. Wow. Anything to do with SEO in London, you will see us at the top. It's funny because, you know, I'm sure most of you know that I also own and run an agency uh, alongside of our brands. And yeah. uh, it's funny because, you know, in the agency world, we we always talk about how the agency's websites and, and what we do for ourselves is always the worst because we're just never thinking about that. We're always wanting to do work for other people. <laughs> and so that's, uh, that's funny <laughs> to, to yeah, me. And that's you know great that you're doing that. It's, uh, I can't stress how important it is. I think I was the same when we first launched agency. I just neglected our site's SEO, but I thought, you know what? Just, how can we sell SEO but not offering SEO? Like in London, people like to re-look into your business. So yeah. you know, we've got loads of pages. SEO training in London, we ranked number one. We actually had the government, the UK, gov- UK government contact us through our website. Wow. I hosted a whole day of SEO training for the whole team last year in April like in the Canary Wolf office in the central London. And that was literally just from them finding us on Google. So, yeah, definitely don't sleep on SEO. Definitely don't. Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, Joshua, I'm really excited to get into this because I feel like, you know, when when all the iOS issues happened uh, in the e-com world, a lot of people were trying to figure out, like, how else am I going to drive traffic? And I think a lot of people thought about SEO, right? And and maybe did a few fixes on their website, but it didn't really actually understand what it actually takes to rank for some of these keywords that they wanted to. And and secondly, probably didn't even know the the terms that they wanted to rank for or or how to, to go about that. And so I think this is a subject that a lot of people are thinking about and probably haven't taken action on. And so I'm really happy to get to, to chat with you on the podcast about this today. Um, let's, let's get right into it. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you are seeing brands make? Yeah, cool. So there's simply five mistakes I see pretty much 99% of e-commerce stores making. The cool. first is like not leveraging your collection pages. So collection pages are 95% of the time are going to be your big money drivers, right? These are the pages going to drive the bulk of your traffic and the bulk of your sales. And most e-com, you know, most e-com sites, most e-com stores, they will call it, you know, they will have the collection page or list out all the products. And that is pretty much it, which is good from a user perspective, right? You, you know, you're looking for men's ties, for example, you go on a collection page, you see loads of ties, you find what, you know, is the best fit for you, buy it, happy days. However, what you have to remember is when you're publishing these collection pages, you're also trying to rank them high on Google. Google and mm. Google is a search engine, right? It has this thing called um, Googlebot, which is a crawler. And that crawler's job is to crawl the internet and understand what your page is about and then determine if it's relevant to what someone is searching for. So the way you can actually generate more sales from your collection page is simply by adding what we call TR content below the products. TR content just stands for topically, topically relevant content. And, you know, in layman's terms, it's content relevant to the products you're selling. So if you have a collection page talking about ties, you want to put kind of like a mini buyer's guide below your products, talking about the ties, you know, things to look out for, different types of material, 
quality, you know, length of ties. And when you add that content to your page, when Googlebot then crawls your collection page, it understands better what your page is about, men's ties, right? Or, you know, anything to do with ties. So when someone goes onto Google, who's looking to buy a tie, Google is more likely to return your page to the user because it understands what your page is about. And that is like such an easy fix you can do on your e-com site. Like you have a collection pages. Like ridiculously easy. And add some content. Honestly, it's absolutely mind-blowing how much of an impact that that you know that can have. And it's like I've, I've got a nuanced I've got a nuanced question with with that in particular because I I, I am not part of the 99%. That that is something that we do also, on our, our websites. Um, uh, probably actually not enough though. Uh, it's only on some core collections. So that right away, I, I was going to message one of my, one of my dudes over at one of our companies. Anyway, um, a question for you, how does infinite scroll affect that? Does Google sure. still rank it? Even if you have infinite scroll? Yes, it does. Although I prefer not to have that. I like to just have the page, have the content on it. And literally what you see on load is pretty much what is indexed straight away in Google's index. So if you get all your main keywords in the H1s and H2s on instant load and then, you know, not behind the infinite scroll, then you're more likely to get that relevancy across because you're not scrolling to then load more content, aka to see what more of your keywords are about. Awesome. And guys, I, I hope that you're taking notes at home because these are really easy fixes that you can do yourself, right? Um, having these topically relevant uh, posts underneath. First of all, it's great for user experience if you don't have infinite scroll. Um, uh, yeah, it's it, it's just kind of a no-brainer um, to do. I'm going to ask you a, a question before we get on to, to mistake number two, and this may yeah. be mistake number six. Where is AI fitting into AI-generated content fitting into all of this right now? Because that's really relevant right now. A lot of people are, you know, obsessively playing with ChatGPT, um, figuring out, you know, the incredible things that I can do. Where is AI content fitting in in all of this? Yeah, so to be completely honest, we get this question a lot, a lot, especially by clients recently who saw a post on LinkedIn or Facebook and spoke to someone in the pub. Hey, well, what's to do with AI? Can I use it for my SEO campaigns? And, you know, we have literally six people in-house full-time that just write content. Um, I have no intention of replacing them with, you know, these AI bots to just chuck out content. And the reason being is I actually own 25 test sites in the UK. Um, and what these sites are is the sites are just built out and I'm just testing new SEO strategies on them all the time. Because as you can imagine, the Google algorithm from changes all the time instead of just believing totally. what someone says oh yeah you should put your backlink there or you should mention your keyword two percent of the time of key, you know all, all that stuff people say online i like to actually test things myself and see the results then i know what i'm doing is based on data and i'm more likely to get results if i replicate that onto my real sites for clients and for me as well so yeah i've been testing a lot of ai content a lot of my test sites and initially you know it was getting a lot of traffic. It was climbing. But recently, you know, all these sites have taken a plummet. And I do believe, you know, there's a lot of tools out there which can actually spot AI written content. So if these third-party tools can spot it so easily, well, guess what? Google is you know, one of the biggest companies in the world. They've got the most people with PhDs working for them. They can spot it instantly. So mm. if you're using it purely to write all your content, that's not a smart move, and I would not recommend it. If you're using it as a guide to kind of come up with more ideas you can write blog posts about or maybe, you know, things you can write for your ad text, for example, then, yeah, it's great for that. But I wouldn't be basing your whole content on just saying, write me a blog post on men's ties and then copy and paste it totally. on your website. Definitely, definitely not. I like to think of ChatGPT more as, uh, you know, like a, a, just another tool to be able to help you in, in doing what you need to do. Like, like almost like, you know, the tractor replaced the plow right? Yes, now you've yes. just got a, a faster way to get things done, but you still have to be in that tractor, right? And you need to be guiding say. things and, and not doing everything the tractor says that you should do. You need to be telling the tractor what to do. That's that's my my, my quick and dirty way to, to think about it. That is that is a great analogy. Uh, but like you said, you know, 
you you just have to guide the ship and and steer it pretty much yeah yeah absolutely uh second what's what's number two the second is having no blog. I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I didn't even think it was a thing before we started working with lots of e-com sites, but I don't it's know why. so common. I mean, so common. Yeah, I guess I understand it, right? You have your collection page and your product pages. They make the money, so people you know, don't even bother making a blog. But blogs are really, really good for SEO for two reasons. Number one, when it comes to ranking in Google, you need to do two things. I say do two things. You need to show two things to Google. You need to show, number one, that your site is authoritative. And you do that by building backlink, which I'll get onto uh, in the third point. But you also need to prove to Google that your site is the most relevant for that keyword. So again, you know, adding that content to the collection page helps you add your relevancy. But just adding content to your collection page isn't enough to say, Google, hey, my site is all about, you know, ties, for example. So what you want to do is have a blog and put out these, what we call, again, TR blog posts, publicly relevant blog posts related to the product you sell. And the more blogs you put out there, the more topical relevance your site on the whole is building. That's and right. It, it, all, it all comes back to proving to Google that your site is the best resource. Because you have to remember, you know, it's in Google's best interest to give users the best result, right? Because if people, you know, if you type in, I don't know, dog dog's collar and then they return you cat food, that's not a good, that's not a good user experience. You're not going to use yeah. Google again. So it's in Google's interest to find the best website, which it deems most relevant and return them to you. And the way you can do that is by publishing lots and lots of blog posts related to the products and topics that you have to sell on your store. So it's, absolutely massive and it's also another great way to actually attract people that are more higher up in the buying process you know maybe maybe someone doesn't know they want to buy a tie right now they're looking the pros and cons of ties for example you know yeah. how much ties cost someone who's interested in your products but they're not actually at the at the point where they're ready to make a purchase that's a good way to capture them in get them on your website and even set up you know retargeting ads email marketing and just constantly sell to them and get that sale yeah awesome awesome that's great uh number three what do, what do we got so this goes back to what I've touched on in point two uh, when it comes to authority. Most e-com sites just completely neglect link building. So link building is absolutely massive. Uh, again, in layman's terms, for those uh, who are unaware, what you want to do is go out there and build backlinks to your website. A backlink is, sim is simply a mention of your website on an external website. And when it comes to SEO and how Google views these links, a link is essentially a vote of confidence. So the more backlinks you have, essentially the more websites that are vouching for your content and backlinks are still a massive massive ranking factor in google in 2023 and i can't see it changing anytime soon especially with all this ai content coming out i can actually see them coming more reliant on backlinks mm. as a trust and ranking factor that makes yeah that makes a lot of sense are all links created equal Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's, it's quite interesting because sometimes when we jump on like sales calls with clients initially, they say, oh, my competitors have 600 links. So that means we need 600. Well, not necessarily. Um, you know, it's all about quality over quantity when it comes to anything with SEO. So there's so many ways you can measure how good a backlink is. For example, you know, how much traffic is that site getting that's actually linking to you? What country is that traffic coming from? You know, how authoritative is that site? How relevant is that site to you? You know, the higher those four things are to your site, the better and more powerful that link is going to be. And I always say to clients, you know, if you're ever wondering how effective or how valuable a link is, or just ask yourself, how hard is it for your competitors to replicate that link you just got? If they can gotcha. replicate it instantly, that link doesn't have much value, right? It doesn't matter if your competitor put a blog post on Facebook link into their website you can do that yourself like it's not valuable we want to go to links that are hard to acquire gotcha gotcha oh joshua this is such great advice i, I wish you had 10 items <laughs> uh let's let's go into number four number four would be similar to link building but it's more on your actual site so we call these internal links 
So as I mentioned, number two was publishing obviously lots of blogs. What people who do have blogs on the site sometimes do is publish their blogs and that is it. But what you really want to do to really build that what we call topical relevance and just build up a what we call a topical cluster. Again, lots of topical keywords because relevancy is so big in Google's algorithm is you want to make sure your blog posts are linking to each other and always linking back to your relevant collection page. So all of our blogs we do for clients is two links. One links back to the collection page and one links to the other relevant blog posts. And what, what happens over time is all your blogs related to men's ties, again, using the same topic, are all linking together. So Google has no doubt that all these blogs are relevant to men's ties. And then all these men's ties blogs are linking back to the main collection page, selling men's ties. So that's what we call a topical cluster. And mm. once you do that, it is so, so powerful. You can dominate the SERP. Sorry, I'm using my SEO terminology. SERP just yeah. sounds for search engine results page, pretty much page on Google. And yeah, so... Sites go wrong by not having these internal links. They, they just don't add them. Yeah, and that's one of the real powers of, of having a blog on your site is being able to, to create all of those links between those products, right? It's, 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 it's so powerful. And it's also really good from a user perspective as well. If you're on a site reading about, you know, ties again, and you want to learn something more about ties and material where they're typically made, you can just click a link, read another blog, and guess what? You're on the site for longer. You know, bounce rate goes down, dwell time, you know, these are all metrics that Google looks at as well. So it's really important to get a blog and make sure they internally link. Awesome. Well, what's number five? Number five is keyword cannibalization. Now, this is probably the biggest one I see um, that most e-commerce stores have, especially the ones in the US. Um, and what this pretty much means, again, is when you have two different pages on your website competing for the same keyword. That uh. may sound like a good thing. And it is a good thing if both of them are ranking at the same time. But what happens is, I mean, I say what happens, I'll give you actually an example of a client we work with at the moment, um, and we actually fix this for them. So we took on this client that sells straight razors, and they had this blog post, which is kind of like the beginner's guide to straight razors, one of those big ultimate guides, about 5,000 words. Then yeah. they also had a collection page on their website selling these straight razors. So the keywords are like buy straight razors, straight razors for men. And what happened was the blog post was optimized around the term straight razor as well. It was in the URL, it was in the title tag, the H1, pretty much all the H2 tags. So when you search for buy straight razor, instead of the collection page coming up, the blog post was coming up. But the problem with this is someone has specified they want to buy a straight razor. So the search intent is the person's ready to make a purchase. They should not be landing on a blog post talking about the pros and cons of straight razors, the history, the evolution. They're ready to buy it. So yeah. what we had to do was go into that blog post and what we call de-optimize it. So pretty much remove these keywords from the impactful keyword placeholders, like the, you know, the title tag, the H1, the URL we obviously left as it was. We didn't want to change it and set up any redirects. But yeah, that is pretty much what we had to do. So then tell Google, this blog post is relevant. It's a guide, but we don't want it ranking for the buyer intent keyword. So yeah, de-optimize it make sure the collection page ranks and then generate more sales. But it's such, such a big one. Such, such a big one. Wow. Uh, Joshua, this has been a, a great conversation. I got to ask you the question that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling is being consistent and just always plowing away and plucking away when it comes to SEO, even though sometimes you may not see results because SEO is compounding, right? It's the same with our own, our own website. You know, when we started ranking for the SEO terms, we were spending about six months and getting no results. But SEO does compound. The more, the more backlinks you acquire, the more authoritative your site becomes over time. The more blog posts you publish, the more topically relevant your site becomes over time. Do those two things for long enough and do them well, and you will rank number one, and our agency is kind of living proof of that. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Joshua, I got three more questions for you. I hope that you're ready. Yes, go for it. 
All right, awesome. First question for you, favorite tool or app that you're using these days? Ahrefs has to be pretty much the all-in-one Swiss army knife of SEO tools. Why, why them over any of the other competitors? So yeah, we actually just recently paused our subscription with SEMrush actually like two months ago. Was that two months ago before Christmas? About five weeks ago, not even two months ago. And personally, I just found the data in Ahrefs to be a little bit more accurate in terms of search volume. You know, you can search for the same keyword like SEO consultant London, for example, plug it into SEMrush and then plug it into Ahrefs. You'll get completely different numbers. Wow. And I know what the actual, I actually know, I actually know what the actual number is because we rank number one. And typically when you rank number one for a keyword, you get 35% of that click. So if there's a thousand searches a month, you rank number one, you'll get 350 clicks. So we have our own data and I know how much traffic we'll get in. So, you know, based on that, for all the keywords you rank for and for our clients, I just believe that Ahrefs is a lot more accurate. Okay. Interesting. Uh, favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to these days? Favorite podcasts? Ooh. There's so many. I'm, I'm listening at the moment. I would have to say, oh, I, don't know I, I don't actually pick one on this. Uh, there's one by Jay Shetty. has a really good podcast. Just did a big interview with Lewis Hamilton. Um, so yeah, I, that was a really, really good podcast. I just oh, awesome. I'm, I'm going to have to check that out. Every single day, pretty much. That's great. I like I like both of them. Um, uh, great. Sorry, last question for you. Uh, you've just found out that you have a year to live. What what changes? Oh my gosh. If I have a year left, that's a question. That's a good question about that before. Uh, I think, honestly, if someone told me you have one more year left to live, I would want to spend my last days doing more meaningful stuff. So kind of helping out other people because, you know, I'm in a very fortunate position I'm in now because a lot of people helped me when I first came into the industry. And I believe that has a massive, massive impact on me. So I definitely want to spend my last days giving back and helping as many people as possible. Awesome. Uh, this is a great conversation, Joshua. Um, where can people uh, connect with you and find out more about you? Yeah, I'm very active uh, on Twitter. That's just at underscore Joshua SEO. If you want to learn more about our SEO services or, you know, anything about SEO in general, you know, feel free just to reach out to our blog and just read. We've got loads of blogs on there about SEO, a lot for e-com as well. And that is obviously at ClickSlice. I mean, you can just type in ClickSlice.co.uk or just search for any SEO term in London and you'll find us ranking number one anyway. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Thank you again so much for your time, guys. Remember that anything that we talked about today will be in the show notes. So please go and check out those show notes. Uh, there is a bunch of gold in there and uh, any sponsor offers are also uh, down there as well. Joshua, thank you again so much for your time today. Awesome. Perfect. Is it okay just to note as well that I'll, I'll put a link, I'll give you a link as well that you can include in the description. And if anyone's listening and they want like a quick little mini SEO audit, completely free on the website, you know, I'll put a dedicated candy link below. You can book a call and we'll do a free mini audit on your website and just give you some valuable impact. Because I said, this is a really, really good podcast. I've listened to so many episodes and I'm always happy to help other e-com brands grow and scale online. Awesome. Appreciate that so much. And absolutely, we will be putting that link in there uh, for you guys. All right. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you. Are you an e-commerce founder or marketing leader struggling to get new offers or creative and copy to test fast enough in your ad accounts? Do you feel like your ad campaigns are falling flat and not generating the results that you actually need this year? The pain of not being able to effectively test and optimize your ad campaigns can lead to tons of missed sales and a huge amount of lost revenue, but we've created a solution. Introducing the Viral Offer Bundle from Upgrowth Commerce. For just $99, you're going to receive 10 highly engaging image creatives, 30 scroll-stopping headlines, 30 captivating ad copy variations, and 30 ad descriptions. These powerful tools are going to help you quickly test and optimize your ad campaigns to get the best results possible. Do not miss out on another sale. Visit www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash 
offer to buy today and then start seeing that relief from your ad campaign pain. Again, that's upgrowthcommerce.com slash offer. Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks again so much for listening to the podcast. If I could ask one favor of you, it would be to share this with your other e-commerce store owner friends. Uh, We want uh, everyone in the e-com space uh, to be listening to this podcast and lots of you guys already are and we really, really appreciate that. One last thing before you go as well is we are offering to our podcast listeners a free e-commerce growth plan where we go from strategy to sale with your brand in this e-commerce growth plan. So feel free to go to www.upgrowthcommerce.com slash grow and apply for a free growth plan today. Thank you all again so much for listening.